Hello and welcome back. You are listening to the Fellow Cast, and this is our series called Healing 101. And today we're going to continue with episode number nine, which is our second part in our victories segment. So last week we spoke about just how we can expect healing to be manifested when certain principles are present or evident in our time of ministry to the sick. And so remember, we're trying to to answer this question, you know, why don't we always see everyone we pray for healed when we know that it's always God's will? And we, we're attempting to do this from two different angles. First of all, by looking at some of the disappointments and why we get disappointments, uh, you know, why things don't always turn out the way we do hope for or believe for and possible reasons why. And then also the victory side which talks to why things actually turn out the way we hope for and believe for and possible reasons. So we're in the second part of that victory's angle or perspective. And so last time we spoke about the first principle. And remember, these aren't laws. They are principles uh, to look out for. And if they are there, it just boosts our faith and our expectation for healing to happen. And if they're not, it shouldn't take away anything. And so that was the first principle of the anointed person. And today... We're going to tackle two more of these principles. Firstly, the principle of feeling the anointing, which is is quite different to being the person, the anointed person. Uh, the first, uh, the, the 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 principle of feeling the anointing. Then, so how how does that work? What does that look like? Now, Scripture gives us a few examples, actually, and I'm I'm just going to pull two from Scripture today to give you some uh, perspective, some some handles to to kind of uh, understand this with. So so how how do we read in Scripture people felt the anointing for healing? And now the first example is in Mark chapter 30, uh, so, sorry, Mark chapter 5, verse 30, where we read about the woman with the issue of blood. Now, this lady, uh, she pushed through the crowds. She got through the crowds and she touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And it says that Jesus stopped and turned and asked, who touched me? Now, his disciples were puzzled by his response because they were saying, well, Jesus, you're in this massive crowd of people all thronging and trying to get to you and trying to put a hand on you just to receive something. But from among that crowd, Jesus recognized that one person had touched him. And she didn't actually even touch his physical being. She just touched the the hem of his garment, his robe, and he felt power leave. Uh, of virtue leave him and she was healed uh, from 12 years worth of being uh, sick from this issue of blood. Now, that would be a great example of the anointing being felt by Jesus. He felt something leave his body um, to heal someone. Now, the second example is in Luke chapter 6, verse 19, where Jesus and the, the disciples had just been on the mountain praying and they came down filled with the Holy Spirit. And it says that the crowd from Judea, Jerusalem, Tyre and Sidon were all uh, there present, and it says that power was coming out from Jesus, healing them all. Now, these people had all come because of Jesus' reputation. They knew that if they got close, if they could touch him, they would be healed. They would receive their miracle. That's the kind of faith they had for, for their healing, and we'll talk about faith in a moment. But again, there was some kind of physical manifestation of, of, uh, of anointing. Um, there was this feeling of anointing. People could fel- feel s- something coming from Jesus or see something coming from Jesus, healing everybody that was sick. Again, uh, uh, just a principle. It doesn't mean that everywhere Jesus went, 
healing the sick. There was this feeling of the anointing. There was this evidence of something leaving his body uh, or his person um, and transferring to the next, that, that, that gift of healing. We don't always read that. But again, reminding you that it, it acts as a principle. It acts as maybe a bit of a beacon for us to, if we see this, if we experience, man, I'm feeling something happening. I can actually expect God to, to do the healing right now. So uh, some personal kind of stories or testimonies from this. I don't generally feel anything when I pray for the sick. Um, I, I, I never rely on feeling because if I had to rely on feeling the anointing, I would never pray for a sick person. That's how, how little I actually feel when I pray for a person who's sick. Does that mean I never see the sick, pers- sick people healed? No, not at all. Um, and I've learned that I cannot rely on that because if I did, um, I would never pray. And so, yes, there's been moments where I felt the anointing, but for me, it's a little bit different when I, when it comes to feeling the anointing. I often hear people say, you know, I feel this heat in my hands, or I felt heat on the on the spot where the healing was being ministered to, or I felt uh, some kind of elect- electric shock in my body, whatever it may be. Um, I don't generally feel that, but I felt uh, emotional um, promptings from God, or em- being may- maybe uh, maybe emotionally charged isn't the right way of saying it. That's normally negatively sp- uh, spoken of. Um, but I would feel some kind of godly emotion. Maybe it's just love. Maybe it's just compassion. And and Jesus was moved by compassion, which is another principle, victorious principle. We will look at in the future. But for now, I think. Feeling the anointing for me generally is not a physical feeling, but more an emotional feeling of anointing. And 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 uh, the mysterious one for me is when I just know, I just know while I'm speaking right now, while I'm praying right now, there's an anointing on what I'm saying. There's an anointing flowing through me. I don't know how to explain it, but it is some kind of feeling. So that would probably be a feeling the anointing. Now, again, um, th- this isn't limited this doesn't limit us in our ministry. It shouldn't limit us. It should be an encouragement. But if it's not there, don't wait for it to happen before you believe for healing. Okay. So the second principle, the second victorious principle, or the third one in this in this victorious um, segment or section, but the second one for today would be the principle of faith. Now, you might say, well, how can faith only be a principle? You know, we need faith for the sick to be healed. Absolutely right. 100%. So I would... I would say faith is one of those borderline ones. Uh, it could probably be a law. Um, Jesus speaks about faith quite often when it comes to the ministry of healing. But for, for the sake of this exercise, I would say let's, let's put it in the category of principles and hear me out as I explain. So I do believe 100% that faith plays a massive role uh, when it comes to healing the sick. As I said, Jesus often referred to people's faith. Uh, he said, your faith has made you well. Um, and so he, he calls out the touch point for someone's healing, which was their faith, which is great, 100%. So Randy Clark actually writes in some of his writings about, he mentions four different types of faith that he identifies in Scripture. Now, don't again, do not make this list as a boxed-in version of versions of faith. Just look, use it as a reference. Use it as an encouragement. So the first one comes from Mark chapter 9, verse 14 to 29, where uh, the father with a demonized son 
it comes across as if he has very little faith, very weak faith. So that would be the first kind of faith, very weak faith, because he, he says to Jesus, listen, your disciples showed up. They couldn't heal my boy. Maybe if you can, uh, you can heal him. Uh, would you heal him? And so Jesus responds with a kind of puzzled response. And I don't think it was prideful or arrogant. It was just because he knew who he is, who he was, what he, could, what he was able to do. And he said, you know, he, he kind of responded, if I can, with a question and knowing that he can. And so he ended up healing the boy and we know the rest is history. The boy got healed. The second kind of faith in this principle of faith would be um, some faith, which in Luke chapter 5, from verse 12 to 13, we read about the, the man with leprosy who, who he had some faith because he knew that Jesus could heal him. But he said, if you are willing. So he, he basically said, to, he said, I know that you can, but I don't know if you're willing. And he, he asked the question, Master, if you are willing, you can heal me. And Jesus healed him. So that would be some faith. Then the third level of faith, if, if we can call it that, would be great faith. And this would then be from Luke chapter 8, uh, from verse 43 to 48. Again, the woman with the issue of blood that we spoke about earlier, um, also mentioned in Mark chapter 5. But in Luke chapter 8, we, we see this woman thinking to herself, if I can only push through this crowd, get to Jesus, get into his presence, maybe even touch him, I would be healed. Now that's that's great faith because she was convinced that the only thing standing between her and he, her healing was the crowd. And if she could get through the crowd, touch Jesus, not even touching his physical person, again, just touching the hem of his garment, his robe, the edge of his robe, she would be healed. And then she was healed. And remember, Jesus stopped and he looked at her and he said, woman, your faith has made you well. So she had great faith. And then this amazing, awesome story of blind Bartimaeus, uh, from Mark chapter 10, from verse 46 to 52, we would say he had reckless faith because he was sitting there knowing that he can't. I can't even see this man. I've never, I, don't, I wouldn't even know him if he walked past me, but he can heal me if I can only um, get, get him to, to notice me. And so uh, the story goes something like he was sitting next to the road and he was, was calling out, um, he was actually crying out, Son of David, Jesus, have mercy on me. And many people told him to be quiet, uh, the scripture says, he, he, as he was crying out all the more, have mercy on me, Son of David. And then it says, verse 49, Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man and said to him, have courage, uh, get up, he's calling for you. He threw off his coat, jumped up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus answered him, what do you want me to do for you? Um, and he said, Rabuni, Rabuini, the blind man told him, I want to see. And Jesus said, go your way. Your faith has healed you. Immediately you could see. And he began to follow him on the road. What an incredible story of reckless faith. It, it, just, it, it almost surpasses the one of the, the woman with the issue of blood in terms of faith. Because he was so reckless. He was so um, unrelenting. In his approach and so he just he just did he would have done anything to get to jesus and receive his miracle and he did now again the the above kind of uh, different kinds of types of faith it, it addresses mostly the sick person's faith it speaks to the faith of the person who actually needs the healing but don't, again don't let it be a limitation uh, it could also be um, present for the person who represents 
someone to be healed. You know, maybe someone standing proxy, or it can be the faith of the person praying. It can refer to the faith of that the person ministering for the healing. Um, so again, uh, don't don't limit yourself to going. Well, it, this only works then when I am the sick person. No, it can also be your faith as the the person ministering to the sick person. I remember the I think it was the centurion, and he said, you know, my servant is at home. He's sick. And then Jesus says, okay, I'm coming. And he says, no, Jesus, you, I'm not worthy to have you in my home. Uh, just give me the word. I'm also a man of authority, and uh, my servant will be healed. And so he's, Jesus says, wow, I haven't encountered this kind of faith in all of my travels, in all of Jerusalem. Your servant will be healed right now. And so when, by the time he gets home, he was healed. And, and again, Jesus talks to his faith. You remember, he wasn't sick. He was just the person bringing the message, believing for the, for the healing, as we are often when we pray for those who are sick. So as an encouragement, I want to say to you, um, for me personally, I would say faith is probably the, the principle that I of, operate from the most comfortably. Because um, for me, it's, it's, it's easy to stand on the Word of God. I love what 1 John 5 verse 14 to 15 says. Let me just quickly find it here where it says, 1 John 5, verse 14 to 15. Now, this is the confidence we have before him. Whenever we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked him for. What an amazing reminder for us. Remembering that in the beginning of this series, we established that it is always God's will to heal. So if it's always his will to heal, and I'm praying according to his will then, I can have confidence that he gives me what I ask for. I can have confidence that it's impossible for me to pray and nothing happens. Whether I experience one, two, all or none of these principles, it still remains impossible for me to pray and nothing happens. And that's why saying faith is a principle probably should, like I said, it probably is a law because all I need is a little bit of faith. All I need is to put my faith in Jesus. Now, some testimonies from, from this is how I've seen, you know, just calling things out, just speaking to a disease, telling it to leave, just telling pain to go from a body, declaring life and healing into a body often brings the healing to the body without feeling anything or knowing anything. Just calling it because I know that's God's will brings the healing. On, a, on another uh, flip side of the coin is praying the prayer by faith but also calling on the faith of the person who is receiving the, the prayer, the ministry, and saying, you know, we've prayed now for your knee. Would you like to test it out? Now, first of all, the fact that the person is there for prayer indicates that they have, some, uh, they have a, uh, somewhere they fall on a level of faith, whether it's in the four that I mentioned before, or somewhere in between or wherever, they have some kind of faith. Now, that's enough for me to work with because I also have faith. But then to say to them, now, you know, bend your knee and see if, if it's any better. And often in that moment, the healing is manifested because they applied more faith. They applied faith by bending their knee to see if it's been healed. And often in that moment, it, it gets that the healing is manifested. So I want to I want to leave you with this. I want to encourage you with this. We're not finished with the victories side of things. We'll we'll jump into a, a couple more next in the next episode. But to just leave you with this. Uh, encouragement by saying that you can be confident, you can be expectant anytime to see victories 
in the ministry of healing. It doesn't hinge on any of these principles being present, but allow these, look out for these. If you feel the anointing, if you are the anointed person, if you have faith uh, that uh, supernaturally is flowing through you or in your heart, then, then lean into those things, but don't rely on them to see the sick person healed. You can pray for the sick and see them healed in Jesus' name. You just need to trust in the blood of Jesus, the work of the cross, and the love of Christ for the person in front of you. Bless you today. I'm looking forward to continue down this road of uh, seeing more victories in healing um, in the next couple of episodes. Bless you. Amen.